Hi. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Uh, depending on where you are, welcome to our panel discussion on smart contract auditing. My name is Vivi. Um, I am a Web3 and AI advocate and also uh, a partner with Autopus Network. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Well, tonight for me, because I'm in California. And okay, so um, this is a really important topic. As part of the crypto community, I'm sure a lot of you here are aware of the importance of crypto security. And obviously, smart contract auditing has become a cornerstone of crypto security because smart contracts which serve as the backbone of decentralized applications are not immune to vulnerabilities. Well, in fact, the decentralized and immutable nature of blockchain makes it even more critical to ensure these contracts are secure before deployment. Well, data has shown that funds lost through smart contracts hacks last year in 2022 stands at $2.7 billion, which is a 12 times jump since 2020. Actually, I just checked the news. A news just broke hours ago that um, explained outflows from multi-chains Phantom, Moonriver, and Dogecoin bridge contract sparked fears that a hack might be happening. So all of these cases underscored again the importance through audit, the importance of smart contract thorough auditing. So today we are joined by a group of esteemed experts from the blockchain security space and Web3 ecosystem, ready to share their insights on this critical topic. So now let's welcome Robert Yen, developer, senior developer at Near Protocol. Hi, Robert. Hey everyone, nice to meet you. Hi. Um, okay, so like while I'm introducing everyone, would you just um, let let's just take turns to um, introduce to to tell us briefly about who you are and um, what you do. So let's start from Robert. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm one of the earliest I'm earliest engineer of New in Asia, and I oversee a lot of things, including Turing from SDK to Warren Docs, and also focus on ecosystem support, especially like, like products for actors, ProxSec and reference, et cetera, and also help with education program, like a new certified developer and uh, a core contributor in the NIAC lab. Also help with community building in Asia, especially for career uh, Vietnam, China, and also I'm the co-organizer of Matt Beat One uh, in 2021. And also recently, my major interest in bars, and uh, I just proposed in this part of development of the Twitter to bars sync. Maybe you have no and the Chinese uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, and yeah, I think it's very interesting. And would like would like to uh, do more things about that. Yeah, that's my side. That's Thanks. cool. That's cool. Thanks. Yes, yeah. Maybe we can dive in uh, more about you know what near is up to uh, latest. Lately, like like you mentioned, BOSS, right? The uh, blockchain operation system, and we know that um, near is written in Rust, and then so a lot of projects tonight, like uh, Autobus Network and Metapool, are also part of the um, near ecosystem. So, like we would uh, very interesting to to uh, dive deeper into how the near ecosystem and, and the security and and all these um, topics. Uh, thank you. Welcome, Robert. Okay, so um, now also let's welcome Claudio, um, who's the co-founder of Metapool. Hi, Claudio. Hello, can you hear us? Yeah, hi. <laughs> yes, That's great. hello, everybody. Hi, 
Good, uh, good evening, good morning, good night. Um, so yeah, so we, we've been um, really, really um, excited about this spaces and more importantly to share best practices, right? And, and, and more importantly for new entrepreneurs and builders coming into the space to not to have to, to live through some of the ordeals that we have gone through. Mm-hmm. Luckily, in this sense, uh, Metapool has never been had a security breach. Uh, no hacks uh, up until now. Knock on wood on that one. And we've been ha- we've been pretty lucky to have uh, BlockSec and Halburn as some of our um, security audit partners in reviewing not only our Rust-based contracts but also our Solidity contracts. And now that we launch uh, Liquid Staking on Aurora, and also soon to be launching Liquid Staking on Ethereum as well. And so, so we've been on mainnet since August 20, uh, 23rd, 2021. So we're, gonna, we're going into our second year anniversary. So really excited about that. And more importantly, to discuss, yes, the next steps of building on top of Near with Boss and the different things that we're cooking up in this com- coming months. So thank you very much for the space, BB. Thank you very much, Octopus Network and BlockSec for inviting us. And really looking forward to share best practices with everyone, with everyone here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great. You know, like I'm, I'm very happy to. We're very happy to know more about um, um, Metapool's latest um, development and progress because, at, as we know, Metapool is the first liquid staking solution for new protocol. So um, obviously, like Claudia said, is uh, we're very happy to have him to share the experience that um, he's gone through. Obviously, since 2021, and that you know, like all the uh, possible traps and everything so that a lot of people in the audience i'm sure a lot of a lot of you are also web3 entrepreneurs that you could learn something from and avoid all these mistakes and coming uh, talking about uh web3 builders and now let's welcome louis liu um a founder of octopus network hi louis would you like to um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and and um about octopus hi hi vivi hi everyone uh i'm louis uh founder of Outfast Network. Uh, so, uh, a little bit of background about uh, our team and myself. Uh, personally, I joined the crypto space as a investor uh, ten years ago, and then, uh, yeah, jo- and then as a developer uh, uh, five years ago. Uh, at uh, in early uh, 2019, uh, we I formed a group of uh, developer, a blockchain developer, into a team we call ourselves CDOT, and we try to build something useful for uh, Web3 and uh, the, the industry to tackle the yeah, blockchain scalability problem uh, in, our, in our own way. And we um, uh, we focus on this uh, multi-chain paradigm. Uh, try to combine the, uh, the 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 best blockchain framework with the best interoperability protocol. Uh, and yeah, we do a lot of uh, open source development on uh, interchain communication. So we co- cooperate with. Uh, yeah, uh, a few uh, top top, uh, top one ecosystems such as Cosmos, uh, 
flow uh, oasis chaining solana and of kashmir after uh, after two years journey of open source development and contribution we feel that we have some i say experience or uh, idea about uh, how to build a new type of marketing network from grand map and uh, so by the end of uh, 20, 2020 we joined near ecosystem and try to build a uh, a brand new uh, marketing network around near blockchain with named it octopus uh, network and after about one year heavy intensive development testing auditing uh, our mainnet gone live and and for now there 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 are five app chain uh, running inside octopus network and and uh, and uh, last year, we feel that we have some new idea and uh, also in place some uh, really great innovation from the industry and uh, uh, level up Octopus network to the next next phase. We call it Octopus 2.0, which majorly create, uh, uh, include two uh, components near restaking and uh, near IVC. Uh, yeah, we, we are working on this uh, 2.0 plan and uh, yeah, we hope we can uh, launch it uh, in the in the coming years. And that's all. Thank you. Me. Thank you, Louis. Yeah, that is like we're looking forward to Octopus 2.0 as we know that Octopus Network serves as a very important infrastructure for near. Um, so, uh, with this new two offerings, um, uh, near restaking and um, near IBC and um, Octopus Network will play a bigger role in helping the multi-chain um, nature, of, you know, within the uh, near ecosystem and between near and other ecosystems like with the Cosmos and 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 more. So, obviously, we'll talk uh, more about it and then also about. Like back to our topic about smart contract um, auditing, right? So how 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 do we ensure uh, the security in this regard? And so I think that's very important uh, because, like um, Claudio also mentioned, and um, also Octopus Network, also um, they're all working with BlockSec. So now let's welcome uh, Matthew, Director of uh, Security Services from BlockSec. Um, hi, Matthew. Hi, Matt. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and also um, a block sec? Hi guys, nice to meet you. And good morning, <laughs> good evening, and uh, good afternoon. This is Matthew. Uh, actually, I joined BlockSec 2021, the same year when BlockSec is founded after I obtained my PhD degree from the Hong Kong Polytechnic University. And now I'm leading the audio team and is also responsible for the emergency response at BlockSec. Actually, BlockSec is founded in 2021 by top-notch security researchers and experienced uh, experts from the academia and the industry. We also published multiple blockchain security papers in prestigious conferences, reported several zero-day attacks of DeFi applications, and successfully protected digital sets that are worth more than $14 million by blocking multiple attacks. BlockSec also has very rich 
uh, experiences, uh, especially in near mm. ecosystem. According to the DeFi NEMA, uh, seven to eight of the top 10 TVL protocols in near ecosystem are audited by BlockSec. Yeah, um, this is a brief introduction uh, about me and Bosiak, and uh, thanks again for organizing this great Thank business. you. Thank you, Matt. Okay, so now uh, we know all the guests uh, on the stage. We have uh, Claudio and Luis, both founders uh, and Web3 entrepreneurs um, from um, the near ecosystem, and both of the projects are very important infrastructure and, and, and key projects in the near ecosystem. And um, Robert, as a senior developer at near, um, and also Matt, a top security expert in smart contract auditing from BlockSec. So now I would like to open the panel with a bigger picture question first, since most of our audience might be uh, Web2 entrepreneurs and um, also part of the community. So I think one of the questions people want to know is what is the biggest mistake Web2 entrepreneurs or projects make when going through smart contract auditing? Because we all know that it's important, right? So, but and then um, based on your experience and all this expertise that you have in the space, could you share with us um, so what are the pitfalls so that I think uh, people in the audience could, 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 could learn something from it and avoid them? Um, how about let's start from um, Claudio? Yes, I think the first thing, and I think for, and, and this is maybe not related mm -hmm. to security, and, and it's, it's just being, being humble, right? And understand that even though you built all the infrastructure behind your protocol, uh, you've been there from the start, you know it in and out. Sometimes bringing in some, uh, somebody with fresh eyes, right, will raise some questions around the design of the smart contract, will bring some questions into your, the, the way that you work as well, deliver products uh, on-chain, right, in this case with, mm. with Nier. And so you have to be humble, right, in the sense to just step, take two steps back, understand that um, when the auditing team comes in or when you're doing peer reviews, um, that the person that you're getting the feedback from or, or the review has its best, best intentions for, for you and your team, right? And, and for that conversation to flow and to build that long-term relationship with them as well, right? It's just not something that, it's not trivial. And, and, and sometimes, um, and it's important to understand that they, uh, the security audit team or the peer reviewer or the security auditor will miss some of the, some issues, right? So it's, it, it's important, one, be humble and try to, and, and for the feedback that you get, that you, you take it with, with, the, with a grain of salt, right? And 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 see see it from their perspective, right? Put your, yourself in their shoes. And then the second thing is understand that there's going to be unknown unknowns, mm -hmm. right? Security is something that is kind of referred to as a black art, right? And 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 most importantly here in in Web three, right, where everything is being alpha beta tested as it goes, right. You can never be 100% secure. That's the reality of it. And there's always a, a weakest link. And just try to understand with what is your, the weakest link mm -hmm. that you have, either in your organization and even at, at the protocol layer as well, right? Try to understand where are going to be some, some set, where some possible attack vectors might be happening. But most importantly, understand that there's unknown unknowns. 
And the most important thing is, are you able to safeguard your users' assets, right? In our case, it's very important because at the end of the day, we're core infrastructure for DeFi mm -hmm. on Near and, and Aurora, and we need to be mindful of that, right? Uh, you cannot be just adding adding new pieces of code to the smart contract. Uh, you have to be a little bit more um, more strict on your development cycles, and just understand that yes, you don't you might not have all the answers. And when somebody comes in, and and very important one one more thing, make sure you have a bug bounty program. Make sure it, it's very explicit. Do not hide it, right? Because it's important for people to come forward if they found something that is not working correctly and give your team and your auditing uh, partners a chance to look into it and then together collaborate on a solution. And so, so I think those, those three things are important. Just be humble, understand that there's unknown unknowns, and three, have a bug bounty program. Be very explicit. Do pay handsomely rewards to the, to the users, right, to the white hackers, that are providing some feedback and, and, and try to keep an open mind on, on new perspectives on, on software mm -hmm. development, and in this case, blockchain development for, for Nier. Yeah, that's true. Actually, a lot of them are like common sense, right? So like, don't be complacent, right? Be humble and then, and then always expect, you know, like you, you, can't, you can't be perfect, right? So like everybody, like that's the unknown. I think I, I really like what Claudio, what you said about the, you know, always like, Kind of be prepared basically, and then have probably have a contingency plan, and then have the bounty programs like in place so that you could you could always like um, just be prepared. Have, have this really good humble mindset. I, I really like that. Okay, so how about um, Lewis? I you know like especially when Octopus Network is going through the uh, go taking to another level of Octopus two point zero with near risk taking and the IBC bridges, you know, which are also a very important uh, key infrastructure for near and connecting near with other ecosystems. So, um, so how do you, um, could you elaborate a little bit of, you know, what do you do to ensure the security, uh, especially when it comes to smart contracts? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, I, I, I think, uh, Claudio bring, uh, some, very uh, insightful uh, idea about uh, to the topic. Uh, I think m many experienced uh, crypto practitioner uh, come to the same place uh, uh, because history tells the, the same lessons. Uh, the first of all, attitude, uh, be humble. We know what we know, but uh, what we don't know is always uh, infinite, uh, and uh, so uh, block, uh, so for any uh, computation system, the security level is determined by the weakest link, and uh, and it's not only about uh, every part of the system has to be secure, but also means uh, security has to be maintained over time. And we we try to learn uh, experience from 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 others, and uh, uh, and maybe we, we we can put our practice in into a term uh, of uh, the the full life cycle security 
practice and uh, so there there is many phase of uh, blockchain system or smart contract system it's about uh, design implementation uh, quality uh, control and operation basically i think the the design will determine the high end of uh, of security uh which means uh we can choose some let's say uh trustless uh permissionless decentralized uh, architecture okay it seems i can't hear lewis anymore um can anyone hear lewis yeah, I was I was about to ask the same thing. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe we'll come back to Louis a little bit later, uh, and then we'll 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 watch out if like uh, Louis requested um, to speak again, and then we can invite him back to the to the stage. And yeah, I th- I think that's really interesting. We could come back to. Um, I think Louis mentioned. I think it it really inspired me. Like, I think it's almost like we need a growth mindset, right? So to to be humble, don't be complacent and with the growth mindset. And I think Louis mentioned also something very interesting about, um, you know, like you need to start from the high level design from the architecture's point of view. Uh, but we'll, we'll come back to uh, Louis later. So how about let's go to, um, to Robert. And Robert, what do you think coming from um, the developer's point of view in, in, in near? So what, you know, you, you've, you've seen a lot of, uh, new projects, and uh, obviously you, 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 you have a lot of experience also with the, um, the 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 nearest smart contract um, auditing and on the security level. So, what do you think is kind of like the biggest mistakes people make? Yeah, I think uh, especially for the projects coming from Web two or who really just joined the crypto space, and think the first thing they need to learn is that it, the, the the industry. Or if you're building a smart contract, you should have to security first mindset, uh, because like for some traditional developers, you may focus on their business logics or even like tokenomics. You just learn that one first, but uh, they may just be aware of the importance of security until the very late stage of development. So I think there's very critical things people need to be aware of and. Uh, uh, there are a lot of vulnerabilities there, including like DDoS or re-entrance or Oracle manipulation, a lot of things that maybe uh, we can maybe hacked. But I think the most critical issue is still the fraud design mm-hmm. of contract functions. Uh, for example, we have the Skyward incident uh, mm-hmm. last year, which is actually uh, not very... Uh, difficult issues, but it's just a simple one. If if the auditor, if the programmer just asks for someone to do the auditing, I'm very sure it should be catched by someone. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's very important for developers to be conscious, and uh, should should definitely go through some auditing if it's a really serious project. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. I want to yeah. Mention. Exactly. So like, I still, I think, go back to the point that, like, don't assume, right? Don't assume that, uh, you, you know, your, your, your team has already checked everything and everything is safe and then, and then just ignore the importance of auditing. And, okay, let's, Louis back. Let's go back to Louis. I think Louis mentioned this point of starting from, uh, the high level, um, design. I think that is really important. You know, you kind of, when you, um, ensure the kind of the, the security you started from um, from there so yeah please continue Louis. Uh, yeah uh, so in, in in the in the 
major four phase I mentioned, design, uh, implementation, uh, quality control, and operation. Mm. I, I would like to emphasize the, uh, the, the design phase and the, the operation mm. phase. Since uh, so for design phase, we, we can exchange, uh, we, we can sacrifice some functionality in exchange get simplicity, right? And uh, uh, the simplicity, the best way to keep uh, uh, the system safe because the, the security risk will increase exponentially with, with, uh, with the complexity. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and for operation, we see that a lot of big hack uh, rooted from very simple or very mm. stupid mistake. Yeah. And, yeah, and maintain is about uh, the process, the explicit uh, uh, process that need to be applied to change anything on chain. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we uh, you know, people talk about a lot about uh, how to develop uh, secure smart contract or how to auditing testing uh, smart contract, but, but some some, but the devil is always in, in the detail. Operation should be take uh, uh, to take carefully, and uh, yeah, this, this is what what I want to uh, put forward mm. for the discussion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We could, we could definitely talk, talk more about, about that in um, some real cases. And I think um, what Louis mentioned is, is so true that sometimes like a, a lot of those mistakes are not even like very sophisticated mistakes are they're like, you know, some, a lot of our abilities are, are due to some just simple mistakes that the team could make like spelling mistakes or something. I think to, um, so auditing a lot of the, those um, vulnerabilities would, would have been avoided. So um, Matt, like coming from an audit firm, um, what do you think? Like obviously, that one of the biggest mistakes is like some of the teams they assume is safe enough. They want to save the money from auditing, and then they don't go for auditing. That is a huge mistake, obviously. And then uh, for those projects who do go for auditing, you know, what what are the uh, the possible pitfalls? And could you share a little bit about um, being in in the, in the business for for all this uh, time? And um, what do you see from your perspective? Yeah. Um... Actually, many pitfalls had already been mentioned by these other three guests. But from the perspective of an audio firm, I think the biggest uh, pitfall for the uh, product is that people do not rush your product. You know, uh, you need to manage your product and uh, allow enough time for the audit. Because I ever come across some um, customers saying, Hey, Matthew, uh, I have a, the, the boom market is coming. I have a product. I have a DFs that's going to be launched in two weeks. Can you can you complete the audit uh, immediately? Can can, mm. can you complete the audit in just one week or ten days? But you know that that DF might be very complex, mm. and it's like just three mm. weeks. How I how how can I complete it? If I of course I can say yes, but the quality cannot be ensured, mm. right? And sometimes we even develop and develop the uh, the, the, the DF uh, while we are auditing, you know, uh, doing these things in parallel. So maybe when, when the audit is almost finished or, or we 
We already understand the whole protocol design. We said, hey, Matthew, uh, we just refresh our whole product and uh, can you have a look again? And at the same time, they also want us to, to, to keep to, to deliver the, 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 the audio feedback in time. It's, I say it's impossible as a responsible audio firm. I have to, the quality is always the, the most important thing. So please do not rush your product. Mm. Please uh, allow enough time for the audit. Um, I, I think this uh, requires a, a, a better product management to, to, to have a better schedule. And the, the, the second thing that uh, I ever come across some uh, companies, they just select audit firm solely on the price. Mm. You know, we ever received the email. Uh, while the, the, the email is sent from the company say, saying, this is my uh, uh, contract code. Can you give us the uh, quotation and the, the um, timeline? And meanwhile, this, the same email has been couple copied to the other 30 companies. I, I saw they, they are just uh, asking for the uh, quotations and maybe select the cheapest one, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think uh, you need to select the order from maybe the most suitable one, uh, saying that their, their experience in this ecosystem uh, uh, their order methodology is something like that instead of solely on the price, right? And the, the third thing that, um, yeah, uh, which is also me mentioned by Luis and Claudio, uh, we, 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 there are so many on those and on those. We can, uh, audio cannot address all the issues. Uh, we need to guarantee the, 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 the security uh, across the whole life cycle of the product. Mm. Uh, but we, we can talk more on, on, the, on this point later. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's really, that's very interesting insights, really. I think, I think probably a lot of people in the audience can relate to that, the rushness, especially in the bull market, right? So they, everything has to happen so fast and you need to get on the ride. And then obviously everything is rushed and then things are rushed. And obviously like it's hard to, to do a thorough job when it comes to auditing. And um, yeah, I think that's really a great point. And also when choosing the audit forms, firms and you can't always just uh, go with the price. So I think maybe later we talk a little bit about that is how, how do you select? I would like to obviously um, hear more from uh, Claudia and, and Louis in, in terms of how do you choose audit firms, right? Aud auditing firms. And so like, right, right, right now, since we are more focused on the, the near ecosystem, right? Um, and we know that like, like we mentioned here, the, the small contracts are written in uh, in Rust. So um, let's just talk a little, narrow down the topic a little bit. Just how does auditing for projects in the near ecosystem differ from others, right? So um, probably we start from um, Robert. And, you know, how does using Rust for smart contract development on near address common vulnerabilities? So... Um, for example, how does NIR's design enhance smart contract security compared to other uh, other layer ones? Yeah, sure. I think we can like talk about Rust first because it's a very fantastic mm -hmm. language and uh, one of the most last language according to survey of Stack Overflowing past six or seven years. And uh, it's it's very beautiful and powerful language by itself, and uh, it's very solid and very super widely used for system programming, including operating system, database, and blockchains. And uh, I think it's definitely a very solid language for smart contract development as well. 
and uh, especially first and sixth very safe uh, including its design it's type safe memory safe and they're free of all kinds of undefined behaviors and there's no overflow i'm uh, sorry no hand and uh, you, you just require a minimum runtime most of the time and uh, it's supported for web assembly it's uh, first class and uh, very fantastic so all this make it very helpful, especially in the new, uh, sorry, in the near uh, context we are using the Western runtime, and it's very helpful to use Rust. Also, I think uh, second Rust has very powerful tool chain. You can use all kinds of uh, tools it's provided, including the very strong compiler and uh, using all kinds of linting and uh, code optimization tools and uh, debugging and uh, like code coverage tools to help test your product. So it's very helpful. And there is sort of maybe even the most important one is that it's a, it's not easy language to learn. <laughs> so the learning curve is kind of steep, and the actually it requires better engineering skills and mm. practice. So usually the developers who are using Rust as a kind of senior or have very good background or foundational skills. So usually they make less mistakes comparing to other developers in other languages. Yeah, so that's for engineering side. I think that's very, very mm -hmm. important. And also from the attacker side, from the data or statistics, I, I'm aware of that there are less attack in the Rust space, not only in Near, but also in other around 10 blockchains that are using Rust as a smart country language. I think one of the most important reasons is that it's actually it's even harder for attackers to learn about mm. Rust. <laughs> And so they're actually, so it's hard for them to understand care and find out the issue and uh, make the tag. Yeah, so, so I think that's a major advantage of using Rust in this kind of uh, infrastructure country development regarding security. Yeah. And there, Yeah, no, yeah, go so ahead, go ahead. No, no, I just want to echo. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, sure. And for, for Nier, I think Nier has done a lot of design to make their developer experience awesome and also make it easy to build very solid and uh, uh, world-class projects. And so regarding security, the, the several things we can mention. First is that we are using the very uh, flexible and uh, powerful account model, and we're using named and memorable accounts. Mm. So uh, comparing to other, uh, like, blockchains, you, you, you never know what is a, a contract is by looking at the hash, by looking at the public key. But if you in, in near, you just look at the name, you know, it, like it's wrapped or it's metaphor, it's octopus. Yeah, it's very easy to recognize what is the country. Yes, you, you are harder to be fished in this way. And also we we actually, sir, I think it's an accidental design because we are having the sharding design. We are requiring a synchronous cross-contract core, which actually is a, a bit hard to implement for engineers because uh, we need to be... A, understand how it works and using a lot of the callbacks to make sure states are right and uh, especially when doing some error uh, handling to revert some status. But uh, this also makes attacking a bit harder because you know, the kind of threading model or other incidents like flash loan attack, uh, it's not possible <laughs> in this way and it makes their attacking less in the new ecosystem mm. as well. Yeah, interesting. The third Be thing... Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And the third thing is that we have the new Rust SDK, which is very well designed and uh, with, a, with a very solid and clean design. And uh, I think it's one of the best Rust smart contracts comparing all the other 
uh, blockchains. Uh, and uh, I have done some evaluation, actually sharing before about how that happened. And uh, yeah, so with some examples, I think it's really very, very good their experience and uh, make it easy to build a good product. And also we have building like the uh, standard for serialization and deserialization of, of uh, your binaries and your states with a Bosch standard we have designed and it's very powerful and uh, efficient and safe to use. And also we have kind of a lot of like other like building and the better tested contract standard for FT and FT and also other standards, uh, NEP standards and it's just very helpful for their get started and the writing their coding just few lines yeah, I think all this make it easy for developers to and uh, secure their projects. And the last thing I want to mention is that we have one DAO-owned uh, remote contract upgrade process, which is actually very interesting because for, uh, sorry to say, you, you actually it's not easy to upgrade in some degree. And for near, uh, we have the, the every contract is able to be upgraded by design, and we can use DAO to control the upgradability of this contract. And we, you can uh, do all kinds of uh, upgrade very easily and make it safe and fast to deploy. So I think that's the one of the other things we want to mention. Yeah, I think all or about is all things I have about the rest and about the, the design we have on the side to make it secure to device my contract in our ecosystem. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Robert. That's very interesting because as we can already see from the results, right? So like, for example, like one of those stuff, maybe people still remember Nears Rebel Bridges, you know, the, they blocks another attack. They, they block several attacks already. Like, And they're also costing hackers um, like one in one of the case, costing the hackers five Ethereum's and all that, right? So, so that just just kind of underscores the uh, the the security level of um, of the near ecosystem. So, I think obviously for two important projects in the near ecosystem, Metapool and Octopus Network. So, I would like to ask Claudio and Luis, um, how you know does utilizing near's Rust based smart contracts enhance your project's overall security? Um, I think you let's let's start from Claudio, and then maybe uh, and then uh, Luis could um, could 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 be the next to to share um, your side of the story. Hey, thank you very much. So one of the big things and and what got got us sold on building on top of Near was that you're able to run smart contracts on a DAO. So it's done that by design. And that was something really important for Lucio and myself. Um, Lucio, who's the technical co-founder and the mastermind behind the design of our liquid staking derivatives platform. So one of the important things right now is that the smart contract itself for liquid staking is non-custodial. So for us, it's important that the user always have control of their assets. Uh, and that's done by design on, the, on, on our liquid staking smart contract. Um, it is maybe something right now that it's uh, um, not something outstanding or innovative. But when we launched uh, two years ago, almost two years ago, it was something really important that we really wanted to let the users know that they will always have control of their assets, even though uh, the smart contract itself could, could be hacked, right? In the case it got hacked, 
the users' uh, assets were, were would never be compromised, and and they can go and do the unstaking themselves, and we will provide those those mechanisms. And so, this and and I think Robert touched on on a point of upgradability of the smart contract. It does have its pros and cons, right? It, it means that if an attacker would be able to get access to all three, all three uh, members' uh, wallets of the DAO, which is the DAO that is controlling the upgradability of the smart contract, then yes, it could be compromised, right? But at the end of the day, that's the beauty of the design of building on top of NIR is that you can put a DAO on, on top of a smart contract and that way you, um, you cannot always be 100% secure, but you make it harder for an attacker to have control of, of, of the liquid staking smart contract on Metapool. So that is something that building on top of a blockchain that is Rust-based allows uh, the, developer, the development team to do, right? Um, the upgradability of the smart contract without re resulting in what, for example, in Ethereum will be as a snapshot and then a fork of the smart contract and then uh, launching it back again and putting it on mainnet. Um, we've done, uh, I think, uh, if my if I recall correctly, I think we've done four upgrades into the smart contract, mm. um, and those have gone through without no no hitches, and it's by relying on the Rust um, based uh, tech stack that allow us to do that without compromising users' funds there. So, and just in just a little bit of a recap on, 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 on what has been discussed up until now, right? One of the big decisions behind us selecting BlockSec as one of our security audit partners was basically that they have been working with the near core team. Uh, they mm -hmm. work with Ref Finance, right? Who's also one of our uh, DeFi partners on near. And so definitely for us, that's, in, an important factor, right? That they know and understand the ecosystem. We understand that it's not trivial, right? And and this is one of the kind of pros and cons of be, of working or having a partner who's one of the top 10 developers on here, which is Lucio, is that he's always very into the details of like, what are the audit, who's auditing, what are they auditing, uh, the pace as well, right? And I think here, Matt uh, Matthew uh, put in a good... Um, statement right that mm -hmm. do not rush mm. into mainnet if because at the end of the day like it's not trivial right we are putting projects or smart contracts in place that users are going to place their near tokens or their oct tokens or their meta tokens and and it has value to them right maybe right now uh, price action maybe not not a lot but at the end of the day, it is something valuable for the user, right? Um, and so it's important for us to take it seriously and for development to, to really take its time and let it uh, mature into a DAP that can withstand uh, being on mainnet and being looked on by, well, sometimes bad actors, right? And so yeah. I think that's very important. That's and, and, the, uh, and then going back into the tech stack, I think, the other thing is, in order for an attacker to have enough tech knowledge to do an attack on a smart contract on near, it, it, it is not trivial. 
it is something definitely not trivial. And so if, if something of an attack would happen, it will have to be like a really sophisticated attack. Uh, if the smart contract was not done properly, if it wasn't done properly, then yes, there are some really low hanging fruits for through that can be uh, some attack vectors can be open through bad uh, software development practices, right? And so, so I think yeah. that's another thing. Just to have your CTO, or your technical co-founder, be really through through or, uh, on on the process of building on top of near. And so, and, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually have a follow-up question before we go to Lewis. Um, you mentioned that obviously um, building and 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 and. Uh, Right, you know, small contracts and uh, in, in Rust, but you are also expanding. You, uh, so, in uh, so, so solidity to other EVM uh, ecosystems, right? So, do you do you do two types of auditing, or you, you wrap them together? And you know, how do you kind of um, keep the balance and manage the no, two? No, you, you have to keep it separate, right? At the end of the day, yeah. That that's why we've we've um, we've also uh, partnered with Halburn, right? And and mm. and, and so you you need to have fresh eyes into your smart contracts, right? Even though, uh, and this is to be also transparent, right? Mm-hmm. BlockSec also did the audit for our Solidity smart contracts, mm-hmm. both for Aurora and for Ethereum. And so, yes, a fresh set of eyes is always important, right? Yeah. Um, so try to keep it fresh, try to understand. Um, some some of, our, uh, of our backers um, recommended Halburn uh, to do the the audit, and so we we, we went for that. Uh, but we also stayed true to our to our past partnerships, right? And in this case, we were happy to to also have uh, Blockside have a, a go at at our smart contracts, both on Solidity and on, and on Rust. And yes, always keep it separate, right? Yeah. Good point. Good point. Okay, so now uh, well, let's go to Lewis and Lewis, especially like actually, I think Lewis before uh, gave this really nice uh, kind of structure from design to operation and to implementation, all that. So, Lewis, could you elaborate a little bit more, especially when it comes to Octopus two point zero, when near staking, you know, there's a lot of um, it's obviously stakes involved, and then also the IBC bridges. Um, when it comes to bridges, security is always the top concern. So, uh, could you tell us a little bit about how to address these issues, um, and also with the smart uh, near with near's design uh, when it comes to smart contract security? Um, okay, I think okay, Lewis is probably um, yeah dropped, dropped again. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Sorry, Lewis has some technical difficulties. Let me just reply to him. Um, okay, so let's save these questions for Lewis later, and then uh, let's go to um, Matt since we are talking about. Um, the auditing for for near projects. So, how is it different from your perspective um, auditing for near projects versus for any other smart contracts um, in other languages and in other ecosystems? Uh, yeah, mm, I think the first difference is comes from the language. You know, Rust is completely different from Solidity. Uh, you know, Rust it's uh, rather more difficult to be to be audited and it's more complex and uh, you know uh, due to the rich capability of 
browse different the, the, one, one, given once the, the same functionality, uh, the code styles can be rather different from different developers. Uh, yeah, but, but I think the, um, another thing, another difference is, uh, is, is from the, the, the specific feature of the near protocol. You know, near introduced the many great features uh, uh, that that do not exist in Ethereum, like asynchronous and the storage. Uh, so, it, there are some uh, additional order points, like uh, as the near transactions are asynchronous, so that you, you have to write the callback callback functions uh, to ensure that to, to, to handle the, the the rollback of the state if the previous. Uh, um, if the previous, uh, if the execution execution result is failed in the previous block, so yeah, the, and also many 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 developers who joined the near ecosystem recently may not understand this feature, so that we need to spend a lot of time to explain this and talk, uh, and education them that the the uh, asynchronous feature of near protocol, especially when the protocol itself is rather complex, uh, uh, most of the even the experienced developers may miss this point. And uh, another point that different from the authority is that uh, Rust provides many rich SDKs. Uh, some of them is maintained by the near, and some of them is maintained by the third parties. And uh, when you are writing the smart contract, you can always import these SDKs. And uh, you know, a vehicle is actively maintained. We have two. Uh, we have to uh, go through all the all the up, updates of this maintenance to ensure that we are on the same page uh, and uh, to, to ensure that users are using the correct version of the uh, packages. So I guess this is another advantage compared with uh, the, the, the solidity. Um, yeah, you, because uh, most of the contract code is written from the scratch for the smart contract in, in Ethereum, even like OpenZipney provides some labs, but uh, developers need to write their own code uh, for the most of the part. Uh, yeah, okay, so, so so Matt, I would like to if like just just as an example, um, mm -hmm. like obviously Metapool and Octopus Network, they're all your clients, right? So like you, your team, uh, mm -hmm did the auditing or is going through or you know like ongoing and you know like uh, for both of the two projects could you just uh, shed some light on you know what are the challenges for example for octopus 2.0 and then uh and metal pool when it comes to all this liquid asset right so what are the challenges when you're auditing when you were with your team uh, was doing editing for projects like Autopress Network and uh, Metapool, and you know what are the kind of the biggest rewards you think that uh, those teams uh, get from from the auditing um, by by your team? Just um, as examples, yeah. So could you give us some some more like uh, specifics and share some stories and etc. Yeah, actually, the 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 Octopus two point zero is the, the audit of the Octopus uh, two point zero is still still under the auditing and uh, exactly uh, yeah ongoing yeah, right so yeah it's ongoing and uh, we are also auditing the the meta pool the Doctor Near and uh, we ever 
uh, found very critical issues. Uh, though we are we haven't reported to the Maipo because the audience is also ongoing. Um, this is just due to the asynchronous uh, feature of Near Protocol. If if you are in the Ether realm, uh, if there are uh, uh, some requirements that does not meet, the whole track, the whole state will be revert. Mm. But in Near, it does not. The state can be stored on the first block, but on the second, even though there are some requirements that are not met, and the developers may miss this point, so resulting in a, a attack surface for the for the attackers. So, um, yeah, because I, 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 I cannot show you guys the the detailed code. Sure, of, sure, sure. Um, yeah. But it's interesting that because I think it's a good thing that you spotted all these vulnerabilities while doing mm -hmm. auditing, right? So otherwise, it's going to bury inside and then it, it, it is going to be a hidden risk. So I think it's good that your team could spot them um, and and obviously not notify the team so that mm -hmm. they can fix it or you can fix it together, yeah. like find solutions to, to fix it. And then like, like I think Claudio and Luis all mentioned that it's like, an, um, it's a working in progress, right? So like, like Metaplorso did four upgrades. So it's not like one thing you did it and it's done, right? It's like, you need to constantly changing it through different stages and everything. You need to come back and revisit it. So I think it's really important that Web3 projects work closely with uh, auditing firms. And it's always not only, like Claudio, I think said one thing that I think is very inspiring. It's not, it's important to have a fresh pair of eyes as well. You know, like, so that it's like doctors, you, you see different things and then you can make sure that you're always healthy. And so, okay, so let's go back to Lewis. Um, Lewis, so let me ask the question again. Maybe like you drop it in, uh, get it. So like the same question, the similar question I, I, um, I asked Claudio, like, so, uh, with Autobox 2.0, with obviously with a lot of, um, assets at stake with near restaking. It's a very important um, project and also the near IPC bridge connecting near with Cosmos and with other ecosystem. So security is always one of the top um, concern, right? And then, like you mentioned, I think I'd really like what you mentioned about from the design to operation to implementation, all these stages need to make sure that security is in place. So working closely with uh, auditing firms like BlockSec, etc. So could you elaborate a little bit more and tell us, you know, um, you know, how does um, utilizing NEAR's Rust-based smart contracts enhance um, Octopus Network and 2.0's overall security, and then what exactly um, you 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 doing? Give us some um, stories or or examples. Oh, oh sure. So um, yeah, Robert and and Claudia had uh, covered the the, the the advantage of near uh, SDK near platform, the advantage bring by Rust language. And we, we yeah we enjoy, enjoy it and you know we when we uh, envision the architecture of Oxford's network we try to build a a, a multi network around an existing uh, flourish uh, DeFi uh, intensive uh, block public blockchain rather than a min, uh, minimized uh, hub or relay. And, and so by doing that, uh, the the app chain can leverage, can can interop, uh, can compose with DeFi protocol uh, from from day one, 
But the problem is, uh, instead of uh, implementing implementing the hub or the relay in form of a dedicated layer one blockchain, we have to uh, do it uh, in form of smart contract. But thanks for the powerfulness and uh, yeah of near SDK and Rust language, we uh, we 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 accomplished this goal uh, in relatively short period of time. The uh, the, the the first version of Octopus Network uh, uh, go live within uh, one year with uh, shared security interoperability, and the the first version composed of seven thousand lines of code. Uh, I, I think is one of the mo- most uh, complex smart contract near smart contract at that time, but but it's still uh, two order of magnitude less than uh, than Polkadot Relay or, or, or Cosmos Hub, so it's very powerful. And thanks to the uh, let's say the the security practice auditing body uh, 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 power program intensive monitoring. Uh, that we put uh, around our system, uh, and uh, and of course, uh, professional auditing partners like Blockstack. Our our uh, network goes through all this uh, two years without any security ex- accidents ha- ha- happen. So and to to uh, and we are heading to uh, 2.0 network. And uh, we 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 expecting there will be uh, a lot of more assets since uh, we utilize near restating the uh, shared security providing side will be will be boomed, and uh, we build bridge between near and uh, Cosmos Eco, and the 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 asset will grow uh, will, will will go beyond. Uh, uh, pure uh, octopus app chain. So the uh, security pressure has increased dramatically. But I think uh, by utilizing the experience we gained uh, in the in the past two, two or three years, and uh, with the help from our partner and uh, such as Blockstack, and also. Uh, uh, I, I think sharing experience between uh, uh, within the ecosystem is very important. So I, I think this 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 po- this Twitter Space events is a initiative that is an activity that we like to support uh, to benefit all the ecosystem project by sharing knowledge and experience. So yeah, we uh, um, um, I I have uh, faith in our upcoming 2.0 network uh, based on all the factor I mentioned. Thank you, thank you so much, Louis. Exactly, I think like security is at least the, the issue that facing the whole crypto industry, right? So I think it's really important the all the Web three projects. Uh, 
can just work together, share experiences, like what we do today. You know, like I personally learned so much from uh, just hearing all the the, um, the founders, like like Claudio and Louis, and then uh, developers like like Roberts, and also security experts from Matt to share all this experience. And I think we can uh, come back and revisit this topic. Um, on a, on a regular basis. And I think um, right now we are running kind of uh, over the time. We said one hour and then uh, we want to leave some time, maybe another five minutes for the audience to ask questions because we've already seen several um, raise hands. So let's open the floor. And then if you have any questions, just um, stay clearly who you are and uh, what your questions and then our uh, our guests would, would take uh, from there. So I can see that we have uh, someone, uh, Mr. B2K, and we're going to invite Mr. B2K to the stage and um, you could ask the question. And if anyone who has any questions, just feel free to raise your hand, um, request to speak, and we'll invite you over. Okay, I can see that uh, Mr. B2K is connected. Let's see whether you can hear us. And just go ahead and ask the question. Hi, welcome. Mr. B2K, can you, you can unmute yourself and ask the question. Okay, maybe some technical difficulties out there. Um, um, anyway, our, or our guest, you, you know, I strongly suggest you to follow all the, the guests on stage and follow the project, um, Metapool, Claudio, Lewis, Octopus Network, and Matt, Blockstack, Robert and um, obviously near protocol, and I think maybe for the future we we'll invite each other back to uh, to to can um, speak more about the near ecosystem, about uh, BOS, the boss, you know, blockchain operational uh, operation systems, and also like the challenges and everything. But um, hey, Mister B two K, you are on the stage. Can you can unmute yourself and speak? I see you're raising your hand, but now you can speak. Okay. Yeah, I, I, th I think probably. Um, yeah, sure. uh, Twitter space is doing its thing. Yeah, sometimes it happens. Exactly. So, yeah. So, again, if you have any uh, questions, and I, I know that the time is short and, you know, time really flies. And because all the guests like uh, have been given us such great insights so follow their follow their twitter and you know where to find them and also for octopus 2.0 you can also check octopus twitter um i actually had an ima explaining octopus 2.0 so so you can uh, find find out more about it and i would like to give a shout out to all the guests again um claudio from metapool and lewis from octopus network and uh matthew uh, from BlockSec and Robert from Near Protocol. So um, follow all of us, and then also myself. Um, and we all we, we will have more of um, such kind of panels um, on blockchain, Web three, and entrepreneurship and all that. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in with us um, today, and hope to see you again next time. Okay, bye. Mm -hmm.